Hello everyone, and thanks for listening. My name is Joe Clossy, and I'm your traveling principal here with your favorite podcast on all things education. Um, I've been documenting the COVID-19 experiences we're all having here, and I want you to know this podcast is not on COVID-19. It's a trip down memory lane for me, and it's an attempt to change your thought process for a bit while you listen. Um, This is an attempt to, I guess, entertain. And this is also a true story, which is nuts, and I love telling you it. You see, this is the story of my first day of teaching, and um, I love it, okay? Uh, uh, so, so here we go. Uh, I get this job teaching English after summer school pilot program that I worked for while completing my undergraduate degree at SUNY Cortland. So go Red Dragons. <laughs> and I, there, there was this crazy teacher shortage uh, in New York City at that time as well, We're talking about <clears throat> 1998, 1999, um, that my advisor in the education department asked for volunteers uh, at SUNY Cortland by coming into one of my classes. And I went and got the information and applied on the same day. I found myself living at Pace University um, with, a, with a roommate who was a good man. Um, I see he's still in education. His name is Wardell Hunter. Um, and although we split during the day and went to different school sites for our assignments, we went to the sessions that the program held for us and experienced that program much the same. Um, so what's up, Wardell? Uh, I see you out there, man. The program was called uh, The Summer in the City, where interns taught summer school, which fulfilled certification requirements for us at the time in New York State. Not to mention I got hired full-time at the school I worked at post-graduation and then stayed there for nine years. Um, But it also turned into what was called the New York City Teaching Fellows Program. And this program all but solved the teacher shortage that was going on at the time. Um, People came from everywhere to teach in New York City. It became like a trendy thing. Um, But nonetheless, uh, that's how I got my start, right? I got into that, that program. I jumped into the city. But on my first day, it was epic, okay? I look back at it now and still feel this, like, rush, right? So I have a class of kids where I'm the fourth teacher they've had now as the first full-timer quit and went someplace else. The second lasted only a few days and then quit. The third wasn't a licensed teacher. He was a substitute. Um, And so he was only there until I got there. So he didn't really do anything with the kids while he was there, and the kids actually liked it, right? When I got there, it was bananas. The kids in the first period were looking at me and the skinny white 190 pound newbie wasn't gonna make a difference, let alone last any longer than anyone else had prior to them this year. I asked them if I could give them a test and they hated it. I mean, I said it wouldn't count. I just wanted to know what they knew. 
and they said it sucked. One kid told me to go take that test and throw it out the window. When I asked him why they didn't want to take it, another kid said, Mister, why should we do what you want? You're not going to last. And I said, well, what if I said you all get a 100 on it? Because nothing would be a wrong answer. It's an automatic A. As long as you do it, and you have to honestly answer each question, you get an A. So put whatever you want, make sure it's honest. And the kids in the room thought it was a joke, but at the same time, we're settling down. Like a, a, a slight lull of conversation spread quickly. I saw the door opening and I jumped right through it, man. And I said, when was the last grade you guys were even given? As I kind of knew the answer, when was the last thing of any sort that you guys have even read? Who in here knows how to write? And they all laughed. But I was partly sincere. I think of the two things that have gotten me this far in life and my sense of humor is the most effective one with regards to my two best tools. I can light up a room with it when I need to. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm like, I guess, notorious for being a little bit of a storyteller. Hence, maybe this podcast. I don't know. Um, but that said, once I saw that they were laughing and settling into their chairs, almost like organically, you know, I could also tell that they were wanting this badly. Um, they wanted me, they wanted a steady teacher as much as I wanted this class or this job, this chance to prove myself as a teacher. I always thought that <clears throat> if I could teach in New York City, I could teach anywhere. So this South Bronx High School, listed as one of the dirty dozen as New York City's most violent of public schools due to reported incidents annually, this place would be my training grounds uh, for this thought process. Um, this day was day one. Um, and I passed out that test and realized that I gave choices that were humorous, right? Some were so ridiculous that I look back and literally still wonder how no one fired me for them. Usually it was choice E. Choice E was always something stupidly wrong and usually would cause someone to crack up in the middle of taking my assessments. These kids were the first ones ever to take one and experience this. So by the fifth question, Asking what they thought their reading level was. The choice E was like, I can read enough to know where to park my car even though I don't have a license to drive it. Uh, and the kids were kind of dying, you know. <clears throat> Here I was standing in front of this class with my like very first Jedi mind trick, attempting to take over this class of kids. Um, I had a full class of kids in the room. They were all taking this test, and they were all taking it seriously. 
it was phenomenal. Uh, I paced in the room, um, up and down the aisles like I thought a teacher should, right? Like your your first day stereotypical move. Um, and I looked around the walls and realized that it was disgusting in there. Uh, I had the door open and the old school windows on the fourth floor of this building just gave the best view of the Twin Towers and all of the South Bronx and Manhattan. It was just awesome. It was like the best to go early in the morning and see the sunrise with that view. It was awesome. As I looked at the names on the attendance list, I saw a kid walk past the room in the hall. I looked out and thought if I should have closed the door um, because it was open, but I didn't think about it again and began to continue to walk around the room to the kids and check on them because I felt like I had them, you know. Um, And the kid from a second ago out in the hall came back, standing in front of the doorway and was looking around the room at the kids. And I was deep in the back of the room at this point. And I said, you know, can I help you, sir? And he goes, nope, I got this. And he lifted up a tank from the fire extinguisher and sprayed every kid in the first few rows. And all the kids started to go nuts in their own way. Kids were covered with that like foamy, white, watery, weird, gassy substance. Kids were screaming because it was in their faces and on their Jordans. And one boy in the back reacted like a, like a Jason Bourne, you know. I don't know where that kid is now, but he should have been the stunt double for Jason Bourne because he jumped over the desks and flew out of the room right after this kid. And they beelined immediately down this stairway, right? So we're on the fourth floor. So they beelined down the stairway. I can hear them going. I can hear my kid yelling at him. And I can hear like this other kid, all the kids in the class, pandemonium, right? It was maybe like 20 minutes in to the period. And so I had a decision to make. The whole class of kids were straight bugging out. One kid who looked ready to do some damage um, went flying out after the lunatic that sprayed the whole class of kids. Do I follow him or do I stay with this class? Um, And I went to the first few kids in the front who were clearly the most impacted and realized that the paper towels on the counter could assist. Not sure how long they were there for nor why they were there, but Um, they sure did come in handy at that very moment. And I quickly gave them out to the kids and this was effective, right? The kids were, the the kids were like kind of getting it out of their eyes and stuff. And some of them were laughing, but then the teacher next door came over and I had no idea who he was. Just heard the door open up. Dude came over and asked what was going on. I said, Hey, you know, please just watch these kids. I got to go get security because there was no phone in the box, right? There was no phone in the phone box. It's called security. And I was like, I got to get, I got to go get security. And I flew out and I went down the stairs and I could hear ruckus on the bottom as I went down and it got louder as I went. And when I got to the bottom floor, I busted out and saw that security had both parties already separated. The guards asked if I knew 
what was happening and if I was the teacher, I said I was, and I began to tell them. And as I began to say that, this kid came over. The kid said that he would do it again anytime as he was coming over. And my student, who was clearly thinking deeply about the situation, was also reserved in restraint. He didn't resist at all. He heard that, um, but he didn't resist, and the guard just let him sit. He had his hands like in his pockets as, as he sat and listened to my side of the story. Uh, and when I finished, the kid who sprayed my room stood up and said I was a liar and I was full of, you know, blah, blah, blah. And on and on it went with his well-thought-out rebuttal. Uh, and he caused a stir amongst the security guards, um, and they got up to like restrain him again, leaving me and my student again sitting on the bench. I stood up and said that this kid had no reason to do what he did. He sprayed kids directly in their faces, and they're up there now needing some sort of like attention. Um, he did it for no reason. I was trying to teach on my first day, and this kid interrupted it. Um, and before I could finish saying anything else, my student, who was quietly sitting there next to me, had sized this kid up perfectly and found a straight path towards him and cold-cocked that kid square in the jaw with a solidly landed right hook and dropped him like a ton of bricks. And it happened so fast. And it was like right, he went right past me and just went right at him with his only shot. And just laid this kid out. And security <laughs> picked this kid up over their shoulders and carried him off to arrest him. Um, and that was like the first period of the first class that I had um, as a teacher in New York City. It was crazy. I, I ran back up the stairs to see the chaos on my classroom. It was very much still in existence. Um, but my kids and I faced some craziness that we could always reference back to this as a similarity moving forward. Um, and at that very moment, though, kids were pure. They're, they were pure. F-bombs filled the room. As we struggled to get like paper towels, clean faces and eyes, one girl said her skin was like burning, and now administration walks in, followed by school safety. The principal walked into last and went right up to me, and I, I think he remembered who I was because I had just gotten hired, you know. Um, so closet, he said, you know, why did you leave the door open? And I knew it, you know, he was right, and I needed to tighten it up. And I don't think I taught with the door open again until I had too many kids, and I needed to put them in the doorway, um, which is a whole other podcast. But, you know, we talked about it constantly after that, me and the kids, and they loved the story. I told them of what happened downstairs because it was awesome. Um, and when that kid came back from suspension, he was legendary to the class. Um, my relationship with those kids strengthened from that day on, and it was the start of an amazing career for me. Um, when the kids asked if I was coming back the next day, I said this was the most fun I've had in years. You know, why would I leave now? Um, how could I not come back? And I remember I had my own fire extinguisher in the classroom, said it was in case that kid comes back 
uh, from the dead and tries to spray us again. Um, I'm spraying back this time. The kids loved it. We had fire prevention signs all over the room. I even had um, my buddy's friend come and see the kids from the FDNY, and they loved that too. Um, in that one instant, I had those kids where I wanted them, though. Uh, and they believed that I wanted to help them become better people. And when I showered that passion consistently, they knew it was real. Um, before I knew it, it was expected behavior. My kids knew I would blow something up or go above and beyond others to make a point. When we acted out, we screamed, we debated, we laughed, we wrote, and I believe I even got uh, some of them to cry throughout my time with them. These were real experiences. Um, my kids saw through fakeness in everyone's lives that were around them in their day-to-day, -day, you know. And they saw through the BS enough at home and deserved a real environment. And so for most kids, school is a trial to experience life enough to know what to do for yourself by yourself, right, upon graduation, let's say. For these kids, they came to eat, to be warm, to stay dry, to experience positive social experiences, to have friends, and to be safe, man, in addition to preparing them for anything post-high school at all. Uh, I knew being a teacher in that school was awesome, um, and I felt a sense of belonging in that position that I haven't since I left being a teacher. And it's been 12 years. So I wanted more every day. And I, I do love administration. However, teaching allowed me to connect with kids on such a level that I was able to really be super creative and really have an amazing impact on kids that I thought needed it more than anything. Um, I'll never forget standing there in front of them with my reddish colored grade book in hand looking at all of the concern, the fear, the anxiety, and one angry face as he ran past me and out the door. I'll never forget thinking I need to react before it's too late. And I'll never forget that kid blessing the other one with one of the hardest landing punches that I've ever seen. Um, <clears throat> I've run down those halls and the halls of the schools that I've worked in now for 20 years. And although I'm tired, I totally loved it, you know. Um, I got so into the lives of the kids, the other teachers, the pedagogy, the lesson planning, the trips, the results, and the vacations that came with it, of course. Um, educators listening, you should you find yourself in such a situation where you are surrounded with total chaos and a rush forces you to react spontaneously towards a conclusion. And you feel like you could live on that for a career. You're an educator. If you find that you've put off some stuff in your life for a while because you're so busy with work, you're probably an educator. If you have been screamed at, cursed at, threatened, and you still are going back for more, you're probably an educator. Um, so you're the people out there that have brought hope to the lives of so many for all these years.
So here's a thank you to the educators out there that have been changing our lives daily regardless to the challenge and how often they face it. So thank you to the warriors. Like I always say, right, that fight the good fight and teaching the kids the way daily, no matter the resources available, the amount of kids in the room, the pressure, the parents, the standards, or anything that could get in the way. These are the people that our education system is built upon. And nothing can change that. So, folks, my first day of teaching was amazing. I remember thinking during my prep that I needed to plan better, keep the dang door closed, moving forward, if anything. Um, I hope you enjoyed this story, and I'll keep putting them out as we go. Um, if you want me to speak on something specific, please let me know via email at thetravelingprincipal at gmail.com. Please visit my website for more information at www.thetravelingprincipal.com. And you can listen to this episode and more on Apple Music and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Clossy, and I'm your traveling principal here trying to live up to my challenge of dealing hope to you guys during this time. Let's talk education. Let's nerd out soon on some more awesomeness. Um, I do know that the state of California is um, making some awesome changes with regards to how we're going to be able to reach kids um, and educate them still moving forward. So um, let's start turning our brains back on, everybody. Uh, until next time, stay safe out there.